All right, so what I announced in my regular page, this is Kim, Kim Claver, and I'm delighted that you're here to show you something that I've often thought about and that a lot of people who are very successful think about and do, and it's very hard to do this. Uh, and that is to do really the opposite, my big microphone here, to, do, to, to make a success of yourself, including in a business like network marketing, where all most of you probably hear is, you know, do what the upline does, don't do what works, do what duplicates. Oh. And uh, Dan Kennedy is one of the greatest direct response marketers ever uh, to have lived in our period of time. And uh, he said, you know, one of the things that you can help you if you want to be successful, look at the people in your industry, and he's talking across the board, direct sales, direct marketing, network marketing, any kind of business of your own where you're the entrepreneur. And he said, you know, if you look at what everybody's doing and you do the opposite, you'll have your greatest chance of success. And that's pretty ballsy to say that because we're all taught to do what everybody kind of does. It's not just network marketing that does that. So does so do most other people. Banking is done pretty much the same way. Every bank is open nine to five and closed on Saturdays or used to be. And I always thought how stupid. Why doesn't somebody stay open between five and nine p.m. and on Saturday so that they would get all the people who work for you know, like nine to five and need that evening time and who want to go do their banking on Saturday. But everybody does exactly the same thing. And so everyone has exactly the same problem, namely all of us as customers. We've got to, now, of course, it's all online. But there was a time, you know. And, you know, for online also, you get a message from somebody. Like, I'll get a message from, well, I'm in their system now, but say I'll get a message from Frank Kern. And I might want to reply and say, give me the link to this program, right? And when you hit reply, what do you get? We're sorry, we don't monitor this email. Well, why do you send it from that damn email then? Why don't you monitor it so that I can hit a reply and not have to log into some help desk, which you can't do on your phone because it doesn't save passwords. You know, that kind of stuff. And these are issues that everybody makes us jump through these hoops, and we all hate it, every one of us. So you think, well, why doesn't somebody do something different, right? And those the people that are entrepreneurs that market stuff who let you respond to a message that is sent to a group and ask information and it automatically forwards to a so-called help desk, they're the ones we all love because it's like you make it easy for us. And they're also very unusual and different, right? So in this little session, I want to talk about how doing the opposite of what everybody else in the industry does in network marketing will help you to do well, despite the fact that in all really industries, they kind of tell you, here's, if you're going to run a bank, this is what you need to do. If you're going to, I don't know, have a street cleaning service, this is what you do. If you, you know, they kind of make people kind of meld in and everybody has to do kind of what everybody else does. It's true in all industries, but it's especially true in the network marketing industry where they tell you, literally, the leaders have said on video, do not do what works. Do what duplicates, meaning do what anyone can do. I've never heard of anything so dumb. I mean, why would you limit your creativity like that? You know what I mean? And why would you limit other people's creativity? So what if they want to do leads? So what if they want to stand on the street corner and 
sing out of the Bible and sign people up like that. So what if they want to do, I don't know, call 100 people a day or do it on Facebook or do it on LinkedIn or whatever they want to do. If it works for them, why not let them do it, right? And it's just you, we want to become, I think, an industry of people that encourage innovation and creation and being different, not melding in and being the same. Because being the same, clearly we have a 95% dropout rate. We're clearly duplicating behaviors that lead to a 95% dropout rate. So I wouldn't want to duplicate that, and I sure wouldn't want anybody duplicating me if I had a 95% dropout rate with things that I do. <laughs> Thank God I don't. Yeah, so we, we aim very small, but we have high-ticket stuff instead of a lot of small stuff. So it really depends on if you want to be different, you go ahead and try it. And what I would suggest is for this session I'm going to give you here, don't tell your upline what you're doing. Don't ask permission. Do it. Just do it. And what happens is when it starts working and you get better at it, because you don't do anything just once, right? You know, you're going to be good at soccer. You don't kick the ball once. I live on the beach, literally, and um, we have kids. There's three French kids who live uh, next door, and they're like 9 and 11 and maybe 13 or so. They're out here twice a day hitting that soccer ball, and the smallest one is the best of all, and I love to cheer him on, of course, because he's the littlest one. But they're out hour after hour after hour every single day, every day. Yeah, it's been, what, six, seven months, and they're really good. Because they practice every day. So don't think doing it once. That's not going to do it, right? You have to practice a lot. But dare to be different. Try stuff. See what happens. And when, you're, when you start succeeding, I can tell you this is what's going to happen. Your upline is going to call you up or text you. Hey, yeah, what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Well, you're getting all these customers. We're getting all this volume. I see all this volume coming up. What are you doing? That's when you tell them. You don't ask permission. You wait for them to ask, what are you doing? Because you're generating so much business. That's the order of things. You see, that's how I've always done it, and that's what I recommend you do. Why would you ask for permission? Just do your thing. If it doesn't work, don't talk about it. If it doesn't work, do it again. Do it again and do it again. Just keep doing your thing until it's, it resonates with you, like what I'm going to show you here. And that's if you don't like what you're doing. If what you're doing isn't working, for God's sakes, do something else. That's kind of how we are as humans. We can learn. So feel free to learn and try stuff and do stuff without talking about it, without asking for permission, okay? And when it starts generating volume, they're all going to come to you and ask you what you're doing. And before long, you'll be asked by the company to go on and tell why, how did you ever get, you know, so many customers? You got sixty, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 worth of customers. That's what happened to me, my first company. I sold water filters. I didn't know you should sponsor. So I sold all these water filters, and I think we had like $60,000, $70,000 worth of water filters. They were like 100 200 bucks in, I think, 60 days or 90 days. And the company called and said, we've never had anybody sell so much stuff without recruiting anybody because I didn't know you should do that, right? <laughs> so why don't you come tell how you did that? That's how I first got on stage. I didn't know anything about anything. I was in real estate. I'd never done this sort of thing, right? So I'm telling you, do the things, test them, don't talk about them, and when they work, you'll be asked to explain what you did, and then you can decide to tell or not, okay? All right, so what I want to show you today is Dan Kennedy had made a quote, and he said, do the opposite of what everyone in your industry does, and you will do well. And I'm going to show you 
one example of one thing that can maybe help some of you. And it's going from people who say, I don't know what to say, to knowing what to say. Okay, of course, there are different situations, different contexts, but the basic principle is knowing what to say and going from, I don't know what to say, everything I say, it, I screw it up, or I say too much, or I, you know, what people say, <laughs> I throw all over people, whatever, right? And then I want to know what to say. So I want to show you that and how to be opposite of what everybody else does. Okay, so now I'm going to give you my slides. Now, hang on a sec. Okay, good. Remember the quote. Do the opposite of what everyone else in your industry does, and you will probably do well, from Dan Kennedy. We're going to go from, I don't know what to say, to, I know what to say. And here is how you do this. By the way, if you like this stuff, I have a couple places for you. You could see the links at the bottom. I have a, a master class that I did that shows you things like this, some really major mental shifts you can make in your mind to help you completely change how you see yourself and your business and your prospects and your teams, totally. And that's there at the bottom there where it says, watch the master class here, kimclaverclass.com. And if you have seen that and you want to chat to see whether or not we can actually help you set this up for your business life or at least figure out what your problems are so you know what to do about them one way or the other, or you can make the decision, you know. Uh, then those two links at the bottom. So the talk is to set up a time to chat. And the master class is if you'd like to see before you chat, watch that to see major shifts in your mind and in your business and how you see things. Your perspective will change quite a bit. And I think a lot of you are going to be surprised at how much that's in that master class that resonates with you. And you're going to say, yeah, I feel the same way. I've been feeling this way for months and years and whatnot. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> a lot of people tell me that. Okay, so here we go. Don't know what to say. So first up is this. Most people, when they talk about their product or their business or they talk about their, what they've got to somebody, they start with, oh, I have this great thing, right? Oh, I have this product and I tell you it's good for sex. It gives your energy back. It grows your hair. It does this. It does that. Or, you know, it's the great company. They are family-owned. They're debt-free and they are free or they've been in business for, you know, 50 years or 60 years, or about the science. Oh, Dr. Dingling says this is the absolute thing. Dr. Oz says it, Dr. Hoo-Ha, you name some doctor, some scientist, whatever. It's all about the thing that you market, see? And there's nothing wrong with the thing that you market. There's nothing wrong with your product. I'm assuming that your stuff is legit, right? There's nothing wrong with your company or your science. It's just that a prospect doesn't care. And so if you start with stuff that you care about, but they don't care about, you can see, right, where you're going to lose their attention. A lot of people think, well, I should... Uh, I had a session with a gal yesterday, and she was talking about her, her product. And the first thing she said is, it's this amazing product. And what I'm telling you is that when you say that to someone else, it's this amazing, whatever it is, they can see you coming. They can see you coming, see? And they put up their defenses right away. Because nobody talks like that except somebody who's a seller. People don't, you know? 
They just don't. That's not how normal people talk to each other. So you, and they also don't care about your credentials. Let's say that you market mm, some kind of a nutritional cleansing program. You don't need to talk about or feel like you need a credential in nutrition. You don't need to be a naturopath. You don't need to be any kind of a doctor. You know, you, they don't really look at you. Are you somebody who's qualified to talk about this? So you don't need to worry about you necessarily or the quality of the product or your company or your science. Any of that, which most people talk about first, is what you talk about last, last. And it's only when somebody asks about it. Only when somebody asks about it. I could tell you that from the first company I ever did, I never told anybody the name of the company. It never occurred to me that it mattered. I was really, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm kind of full of myself, but, you know, I thought, I'm using this water filter. I like it. That should be enough. And I never thought, why would I care about the name of the company? Who cares? I'm a water lover. I'm a clean water lover. I've always been a clean water lover. And 30 years ago, I was also a clean water lover. <laughs> 29 years, I guess. And so I did it. I used it. I went from getting the regular buck-a-gallon stuff that I had people lug up my stairs uh, every week in cases of six, these big boxes, for those of you that were around long enough to remember those. But that's what I did. And I changed to a filter, and I thought that ought to be enough. And the way I sold it was very easy. But nobody knew the name of the company until my guys delivered these water filters to all these homes and buildings and places where we, where we talked about them. Nobody knew that it was NSA, which is now called a Juice Plus. They don't even sell water filters anymore, but they did then. It was very big business. It was wonderful. So what I'm telling you is that in all the companies that I have built, six of them so far, over 29 years, in general, I would say 95% of the people that I signed up, and there were hundreds and hundreds of them frontline. We built big organizations. We like doing that. Nobody knew the name of the company until they said, okay, I'm ready to sign up. Here's my credit card, period. Because it never mattered to me. I thought I was enough. I'm an example. I live like this. I am, it's the, whatever I market is an extension of my own values, which is why I was always safe there, see? And plus we made a lot of money recruiting people like that. So what I'm here to tell you is that others do not care about us or our thing, no matter how great we think it is. It's just how it is, okay? So don't do that. Number two, here, let's get the next one. Here's what it's about. If you want to become a successful marketer of whatever you, you have, let's say you represent a cleansing product, let's say you represent a nutritional line, let's say you represent, you know, like the CBD stuff or a hair care line or a, um, let's say you represent cleaning products that don't harm the earth, right? What you want to think about when you, when you think, okay, who am I going to talk to and what should I say because I don't know what to say, one of the reasons people don't know what to say is because it feels very awkward to say, oh, I have this great product. It's just amazing. And let me tell you about the company and the science and Dr. Dingling and blah, blah, blah. It feels unnatural. That's why you don't know what to say because blathering that out to somebody that you know, out of the blue without really any, any preliminary pitching about what you're going to do, right, without telling anybody, here's what's coming, it seems kind of weird. So, of course, you don't know what to say. It's not normal. We don't normally talk like this, right? So what you want to do instead is think about who it is that you can help with what you have. 
and separate the business from the the product or the the service that you have. In other words, who can it help? Okay, so you think about not who can you get for your business, because a lot of people in the network marketing industry, I hear, I need to get three recruits. I need to get five of this sort of person, you know, a director, senior director, whatever the titles are, a ruby or a diamond or whatever. I need five of those, and they need to have eight customers each. That's what I need to get. That's how you think. That's how people think. That's how they talk. I need to get three recruits. I need to get nine customers. I need to get four more. I need, I, I, I need, need, need. I got to have, got to have, got to have. That mindset, there's nothing wrong with it, but when the prospects sense it and feel it, they'll feel like an object. Oh, you just want to get me, right? You want to get me so I can work under you. I'm here to tell you that most people don't like that. They don't feel too good about it. It's like, why should I come and be an object and, and work under you so you can make money? Because that's who I can get, right? That's what you want to think about is who can I help with what I've got? And each product line that you guys market, you know, has solved certain problems. So, for example, you know, with the weight loss uh, cleansing group, that's um, one that comes to mind. I happen to be really interested in cleansing and in uh, fasting and, and intermittent fasting and digestive resting and whatnot. You know, who does that help? Well, it helps somebody who wants to, you know, lose some weight. You could say that. Of course, everybody and their mother says that, right? And who wants to do that by maybe including cleansing in the program. So now you're getting a little bit closer to describing the characteristics of a person that your program would help, right? So somebody who wants to lose some weight, which is the whole world, and somebody who wants to add some cleansing, right, to it, to make it easier. That might be something that you do. And somebody who wants to have something that's pretty portable that they can take with them. So you've got three characteristics now of what they call a niche, which is people you can help. And what you do is think about why you are taking the product yourself. What's it done for you? And who were you before you started? Like it might be that you say, well, you know, I was somebody who I had done 11 diets and nothing ever stuck. And then I did this particular program, which added, say, cleansing or whatever it is, because we can do this for anybody's program here. And finally, I was able to stick to it, right? Because every diet works for a while. There's nothing that doesn't work. Why do you think there are so many diet products and diet books and diet approaches? Everything works for a while. But then it doesn't because people get tired of it. They're sick of, they can't wait to get off the damn diet and go binge someplace, right? <laughs> so the idea is to try to create a whole new way of eating. So it's about who you help and specifically, you know, how you help that person. So being about weight loss is not enough. There are 10 million products out there for weight loss and programs and systems. So you, it's, that's the first part It's who you can help. And then specifically, you want to clarify the problem that you solve. So for example, let's say you do, you're in the skincare business and you have a really good skincare program and there are hundreds of skincare products, not only through network marketing, my goodness, but through the industry of skincare beauty. You look for organic skincare, you'll probably see a million hits on, on Google. And then of course you have Skincare products, I mean, they're on Amazon. 
my gosh, that's really the curse of, of the bane of our existence, right? Amazon. Because if we used to say, well, you know, well, you can buy our products and you don't have to go to Walmart or wherever you used to shop, Amazon can say the same thing and does. And it's also free shipping. So you see, we have to, we have to be a lot smarter today than we did 20 or 30 years ago because we have competition. More companies are out there, but also Amazon, right? And don't think that they're not competitors. They are for our whole industry, particularly with the new focus on having to get customers now because it used to be everybody just recruit, recruit, and that didn't really work very well <laughs> uh, for a lot of people. And a lot of people bought stuff that they thought, they thought buying was going to make them money. In my water filter company, <laughs> my air filter water filter company, when I was there, they sold packages of $100,000. People bought them. You know who bought them? The usual, doctors, dentists, people like that. <laughs> and they would have stuff carted to their garage, and it would sit in the garage, and they would wonder why they weren't making any money. Because it had been positioned as an investment. Well, it isn't. If you're in direct sales, or your wholesale kind of retail business, <laughs> you buy stuff in bulk only so that you can get it cheaper. And then you market it, right? And, of course... The, the network marketing industry has a slightly different way to do that, but it's basically the same thing. The more you buy, the cheaper your product is. And the more volume you have, the less you pay and the more you earn. That's why we have ranks, right? It's because you earn more at the higher ranks, and ranks are defined by more volume. Yours and people under you, that's the deal. That's how the business model works. So you want to clarify the problem that you solve and how you specifically solve it. Like if you do skincare, the example I was saying... I, we have somebody in the um, in the Yes program, and she does skincare from sun damage people that have had damaged skin, and a lot of people apparently have surgery for that, and it doesn't go very well a lot of the times. So I'm sure you've all heard about these stories, you know, like Joan Rivers and whatnot. They get plastic surgery in their faces; they can't fix it, and that's not a good thing. Anyway, so she talks about that problem for people who have done that. And she can use examples like the big tennis champion, uh, Margaret Court. Margaret Smith, who was, became Margaret Court, she was the champion in the 60s, won Wimbledon, she won the US Open, she won everything, she won the Grand Slam. And today, this gal interviewed Margaret Court, who sent me her book, I love it here, and autographed it. Uh, she said, if I had known at the time that I was playing tennis that I was exposing myself to sun so much and that I could have done something to prevent sunspots, I would have done it. So you see, and, not, and I think she's using this lady's product, but the point is that there's specific kinds of problems that you can solve, and you decide what that is based on what your product has done for you and what you know is done for other people, so that you can really think about calling out the very people that you can help, you see, instead of thinking that everybody's going to want it because that is just not true. There are hundreds of skincare products. There are hundreds of diet products. There are hundreds of every single thing that you have out there. CBD products, I probably have had, I get probably 10 requests a week to help coach people that are selling some, some kind of CBD. Everybody and their mom has it. So you need an angle. You can't just say, I got the best CBD. I think that's what it's called, right, CBD? And... Everybody thinks theirs is the best, and they say those words. But what's that about? First one here. 
It's not about you, your product, your company, or your services. So people shouldn't even know what your product is if you market it right. If you think about who you can help with what problem and you clarify the problem clearly, right, for people who yada, 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 and at the end they find out what the type of product is, you have a much better chance of a sale than if you start with all the gobbledygook and how great your thing is because people don't care. If you've noticed, their eyes roll up and they walk away. All right, another item here on knowing what to say, you need to differentiate yourself. That means, I don't mean you need to brand yourself or any of that kind of stuff. You don't need to, you know, I'm, I don't mean that. What I mean is, let's say that I were to build another network marketing company. I'm not building anything, I'm teaching now. And But say that I were. And I think there would be people who would join me for one reason they would hope that they're going to get really extra good training and they will finally learn how to do this business. That is a differentiation that I have. Same thing with Eric Worre, my friend Eric, or Ray Higdon. If they were to say, I'm going to build a company now, it doesn't matter what it is. The people who would first line up and say, I want to be in Kim's company or Ray's company or Eric's company, or no, no matter who it is, that's, that's known, right? And they would sign up with them because they figure, well, Man, if I'm in one of those, if I'm in, in Kim or Eric or Ray or whoever, then I will get extra good training and I really love their training and that's why I'm signing up. It wouldn't even be for the business. They wouldn't even care, a lot of people. So what is that thing that you do really well or angle that you have so that you can distinguish yourself, number one, from all the other reps in your company and two, from Amazon? You need to learn how to do this. It can be done for every one of you. And you do not need a Harvard credential. You need to be somehow different. And the fact that you are a different person is a beginning. But if you don't differentiate yourself, if they just see, oh, she's another CBD salesperson, or she's another one, one of those network marketers, that's all she is. If you're just one of them, you're basically, your business is dead. You're not going to have one. You might have three customers or five, and that's it, right? So it's another thing you want to think about so you know what to say, right? And then the last one here is how to qualify people before you tell what you have. And this I kind of put in here as a little bonus because I think some of you guys might like to know how to do that. One of the biggest complaints that I have heard since the day I started in the industry, complaints from other people, is that they tell me that people say it's too expensive, right? That's what we hear. It's too expensive, too expensive, blah, blah, blah. When I first started, my first company was water filters in the late 80s. And uh, when I talked to people on the phone about it, I was in the real estate business. And at the end of my call, I would talk to other brokers. I would talk to tenants. I would talk to building owners, title companies, insurance companies, you know, you name it, city officials, whoever it was, that, you know, because that's what I did, commercial real estate. And at the end of the call, I'd say, hey, um, I got a question for you. It has nothing to do with what we just talked about. It has to do with water. You got a sec? Can I ask you? Do you mind or not? That person goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water. What? What about the water? <laughs> then I would tell them. It was supposed to my line. It just came out of my mouth. I didn't plan it. I didn't write it down. I know it now because I've said it thousands of times at that time, but it was, you know, so let me ask you, do you drink the caca out of the faucet or do you pay a buck a gallon for the filtered stuff? And then I would wait. That's it. 
And without really being conscious of it, the fact that that is what I said positioned me as, do you drink caca out of the faucet or do you pay a dollar a gallon for the filter stuff? That's what we had in those days was all a buck a gallon. And people would say either, oh, the caca, Kim, why do you have to say that? What do you mean? What's wrong with the caca and the, and coming out of the faucet? Well, that gave me a chance to explain that. See, because I qualified without being conscious about it who I was looking for. Because then they would say, well, what's the caca? And I would tell them, do you, have, do you buy skin care? Yeah. Do you care how your face looks? How old do you look? How crinkled do you look? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know if you stand in the shower, all that, you get bleach, you know. You put in your hands in bleach water and your body and face in bleach water every single day. Do you know what that does to your skin? Do you know what bleach does? Yeah. What does it do? It dries you up. So you're spending 200 bucks, 300 bucks on skincare, 500 bucks, whatever, and then you stand there every day and you get crinkled with your, with your bleach. Oh, I didn't know that, right? And the other one, so, you know, not everybody bought, but you see I positioned it because of my own values. I didn't have to make anything up. Those were my values. I would never drink anything out of the caca to this, out of the faucet to this day. And then when somebody would say, well, I pay a buck a gallon, that's what I do now because we all did. And I would say, I used to too. And then I, I came across this thing, a little filter that I saw at a Taekwondo meeting. And lo and behold, I now get the same filtered water because I checked it out, of course, to see what it was for a nickel a gallon. So you can pay a buck a gallon if you want. And we're all safe because we know we got clean water, right? Or you can try something that I'm doing that I've decided I'm going to use and I'm using for and pay a nickel a gallon. That was it. Nobody knew the name of the company. I never talked about carbon, crushed carbon or block carbon or any of the other crap that was in the brochures because I didn't care about that. I cared about I would never drink what comes out of any faucet, right, unless you're in the hot springs because that's the way I am. So that's what I talked about. So I qualified people without being consciously aware of it by that, what I said. And I gave it to you straight, exactly the way I said it, because I thought, you know, you may as well know what it is. So this would be the same. If you have a skincare product, you know, and somebody says, well, so, you know, what do you do? And you say, well, you know, I, have, I help people who have skincare issues, you know, like spots from the sun. And it's especially for people who are really into their skin, who do facials regularly, who go to spas regularly, people who really put a lot of effort into how they look. What have you done? You've qualified them. Nobody who's buying a $6 jar of Pons is going to say, yes, sign me up. You don't even hear no. They just refer you to somebody or say, you know what, I just came back from the facialist. What have you got? And price is not an issue for people that already do facials, that already go to the golden door, that already do all these things with their skin because it's a number one priority. And that's why, if you go back to the first one here, it's not about your, you, what your qualifications, or your product, or your company, or your science. It's the problem you solve. So number two, it's who can you help? What is the problem that you solve? And differentiate yourself. And for this, for this one number in the middle here, what's the problem you solve and for whom? Right? And then you have to differentiate who you are and how you position what you've got so you're not just another one of those people. You see, and there are a lot of ways that you can do that. You can add value to people, you know, about it. In fact, I can tell you a couple of years ago, I'm a big foodie and uh, I love olive oils, really the, you know, the 
I'm just, I really like pure foods. I need very little. I eat very little because I don't need to eat much. And so what I eat is, you know, the finest that I can find in terms of quality of taste and clean and all that. So um, I was buying, we bought this olive oil and it was like three times more than all the other high-end olive oils. Like, I don't know, a hundred bucks a bottle or something like that. And it wasn't that I was wasting money. I don't like to waste, you know. What happened is, these, first of all, the oils were really, really good. But what happened is, every month we get a newsletter about where these guys had been to find these beautiful organic olives and olive oils. And they were in parts of Australia. They were in France. They were, you know, like the places where they usually grow that. They were in Spain. And we learned the histories of all these places, all these olive vineyards, I guess you call them. And it was just a wonderful extra treat, which kept me on that product for almost a year, paying three times more because of those stories. Think what you could do to add to the life of someone who's already buying your products because they want the benefits from it or they want to get rid of the problem they had that it now they don't have anymore. What else could you do? So that if you had 10 or 20 or 30 customers, you could help them all with some extra little thing like they did, a, happened to do a newsletter. There are hundreds of things you can do, okay? So these are, when you think about what to say, if somebody says, what do you do? You can start with, if you want to focus on it's about who you can help, I help. See? Not I have, I'm a Shackley rep or I'm an ISA rep or I'm a Isagenics or I'm a Nuskin rep. Or, no. That's not this. Who do you help? That is the question. So what do you do? Well, I help people who yada, 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 yada. With this kind of problem, right? I help people that have had trouble losing weight their whole life since they were born. They've been on 20 diets, 30 diets, and every time they get the same old thing, they gain it back. That's who I help. And how do I know? I'm one of them. That happened to me. Believe me, now I have a new way of eating and I never have, haven't dieted since, right? But let me tell you about this. This is really high-end, clean food. So it's not stuff you're going to get at the McDonald's or any place like that. That's just not what this is. It's a whole new way of eating to change your whole life, your energy, your weight, your, your mental clarity, your brain, your performance, your sleep, everything. It's a total overhaul. You up for that? That's it. That's who we're looking for. You want to stop looking for cheap dates. Our programs and products are, relatively speaking, not a cheap date. Everything that we have, I hate to break it to you, but as far as buyers are concerned, everything that any one of our companies has probably can be bought at Amazon today. And you're going to say, oh, no, it doesn't. I'm telling you, it's not our opinion that matters. The opinion that matters is the one of the customer who is thinking about buying. And if they think it's close enough, that's what they'll buy, and you are cooked. What are you going to do? So you see, you want to start thinking about who you can help, the problem you solve, differentiate yourself, because if you're just one of those people doing one of those things, right, and learn to qualify people before you tell them what you have. That's how we do this. Okay, and then you learn what to say, and then you sound like a normal person because you're out there solving a problem. You see, 
you're helping people in a certain way solve a certain problem. So I hope this helps, because uh, if it does, I will um, do another one of these. I have a couple of these uh, planned that I thought might be helpful for, uh, for folks who are having trouble learning what to say and can't understand why they can't think of what to say, and this might be uh, helpful to you. And then if you look also on the bottom, I have two links. One is to the master class, see the kimclaverclass.com. That's like a 45 or 48-minute session where we talk about five different shifts that you, if you make those in your business, everything will change. And you can make them on your own if you want. You know, it's hard. It's like everything else. If you have a mentor or a teacher, it's always easier. But there are people who like to do it on their own. You go on and do it on your own. You can hear them all. It's on the house. And then if you want to talk about how to implement this and you want to have some VIP high-level help from our team, we have like four uh, individual coaches, all of whom are very highly skilled in helping people through these issues, each you know, different step, of course, of, this, of, of the program that we have. But we can talk to you and see whether or not you'd be a fit and whether or not we can really help you or not. Because, of course, it's not a cheap date. Our stuff is not a cheap date. But then the transformation is also not dinky. It is a big change in who you are, how you think, what you believe. Like, for example, if you go around believing that nobody wants this, what is going to be the consequence of that belief? You are not going to talk to anybody. Why? You just said nobody wants this. Your mind's saying nobody wants this, so why should I talk to anybody and get a big fat no? Right? This is a belief that is going to screw up your business. Plus, it isn't true. <laughs> we had a gal a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I don't think anybody in my small town wants my product. Really, nobody wants it, so I don't know what I'm going to do. So I said, okay, so how many people have you talked to? I think it was like, I don't know, nine, eight or nine. And so I asked her, how many people live in your town? And she said, I don't know. I said, Google it. Look it up. So she did. She came back, and she said 93,584 people. Almost 100,000 people. So I said, okay, so you talked to nine people. There are 93,000, whatever it is. Would you still say that almost basically nobody wants it? And she goes, oh, you see. We make these conclusions, and then we get these beliefs, and then we say them as if they're God's truth, and they're not true at all. So knowing what you need to believe so that you don't you know, cause yourself to stumble and quit before you even got yourself off the ground, these, this is a very big part of what one needs to do. And it's just human. You know, We all have these beliefs that don't help us based on very small bits of information. So that's one of the big things we do in the program. Okay, so hopefully this was helpful. Let me get back to my picture here. I can do this. Okay, good. Yeah, it's the sun's going down here. Okay, of course, it's coming up over there in Australia. All right, you guys, do you have any questions? Let me look and see. The slides look good. Okay, good, good. So hopefully this was helpful. I don't see any questions, so I think we're good to go. Oh, good. Thanks, Elise. KimCleverClass.com. Yep. And then if you have seen the video and you want to have a chat and see if we can figure out what your issue is and whether or not we can help you or not, then you can go to the, the next100customers.com forward slash talk, T-A-L-K. All right?
Maybe I'll do one again next week. If you, if you like this, put say so in the group, and then I could do one every Thursday on a different topic to help you along so you can move along, do your business, grow into what you need to do, believe and do, so that you can make it work for yourself, right? There isn't any reason that any person here cannot make it work. But if you believe things and if you have experiences that are all negative, like people, you know, running away from you, and then you just have to change what you do. So it isn't that you have to commit suicide. Just change what you do. You know what I mean? That's what coaches are for. You know, Michael Jordan has had a coach. He's never not had a coach once he became professional, the basketball player. And it's because the coach can see what you're doing while you're doing it and can say, ah, next time you do that, move your hip like two centimeters to the right. And he'll do it. And he scores 8 out of 10 instead of 6 out of 10. That is the purpose of a coach. See? All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming. Thank you.